What's up, everybody? This is Gerard, and you are listening to Unrefined Baraxium. As usual, I am joined by the Daniels, Daniel Miller and Daniel Leahy. Gentlemen. Hey. Yeah, they are. Um, we're going to do a little end game talk today because we've all seen it and uh, we know we've got some time has passed and some of us have seen it a few times and like me or maybe you're still kind of confused but um, we have sad news first to start with everyone already knows about this because it happened a few days ago but Peter Mayhew uh, who played Chewbacca in um, from 77 on um, he passed away sadly so um, you know we've seen a lot of tributes for him and a lot of things like that discussions about it and you know it's you know it does it's it's sad you know one of the one of the original actors and you know these guys are all getting up there in in age and um you know i had the privilege of meeting him uh several years back once which was kind of cool um the guy is he is a big man but he you know his health was not was not the greatest so um maybe just spend a couple minutes just kind of talk a little bit about him each each one of you guys and um you know what did you love about him? You know, what was, what was cool about his character and, you know, maybe something like that just for a few minutes to talk a little about our, uh, our pal that is now one with the force. Miller, what do you, what, what do you got? All right. Well, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I've, I've never really been the person to get into like who was behind the mask of like characters that I've watched on film. You know, like I love Chewbacca, like Chewbacca was the, he's so amazing to me, but I was never like, man, Peter Mayhew is like, I, I, I'm not trying to like say that he wasn't important. Like, but it's only until I got older that I, I started appreciate like when Kenny Baker, you know, left us and everything. I was like, ah, oh, man, like he created, he, he brought R2D2 to life. And that's how I feel about Peter Mayhew. It's like, he made a character that I, that I am in love with. Like, I love Chewbacca. I love him in solo. He's so great. Um, and just everything about Chewbacca was just, is just amazing. Like he's always been Han's, you know, center to, to bring Han, you know, from making him make stupid decisions and stuff like that and, uh, always protecting him. And, uh, he, he just brought that character that we've all, you know, just love so much and, and want to hug every time we see him to life. And, and Peter put a lot of himself into that character. Everyone says that he's just you know, t- talking Chewbacca when you see him, you know, he's just so nice and full of life. And, and, uh, it's just, it's just, it's a shame. It really is. And I mean, we, everyone knows that his health was in bad shape for a while and he's still going out to these cons. And I, to be honest, like there was so much going on in celebration. I, I didn't know that he was there. And, um, Cause like my main goal wasn't to get autographs and stuff like that, but knowing that he was there, knowing that he was in the shape that he was in, it's just like, wow, that man is a trooper. And like, you really have to respect that. And like what he did for the fans and, and, you know, just his role in star Wars to get, you know, all together to bring a character that, you know, nobody, any casual fan, anyone that you will go up to and you say something about Chewbacca Everyone's going to make some kind of Wookiee roar and no one could ever say they hate Chewbacca. I've, I don't think I've ever ran into anybody who's like, yeah, Chewbacca is kind of annoying, right? It's like, what? No one, no one has ever said that. So it's just, it's, it's really, it's really sad. And hopefully uh, Jonas, you know, could, can fill them shoes for the future generations to come. 
Yeah, no, I'm sure he's going to do, I'm sure he's going to do a great job, but it is, you know, it is sad. Um, Leahy, what are you, uh, what are your fondest Chewbacca memories? Oh man. Well, I think my favorite one by far is when it, it, and this didn't have anything to do with Peter directly, but I think the big thing with Peter is uh, it's the warmth and imagination that he brought to that character, like the the welcomeness that you feel around it is something I don't know if we've ever gotten with another, another non-human character before. Like I, I've been struggling the last few days to think of someone who's more iconic and more beloved that isn't a human as far as characters go. And yet, like Yoda is one thing, but like he also like looks more like you, like the eyes, you know, I don't know. To me, like that looks more real than like Chewie is like this distinct alien thing that is like a dog, but super big and super yells and roars. Like it's just this obscure thing that really should not have worked at all. Like it's just this crazy, weird idea. But he's now the most beloved, like and truly loved. Like people will go out of their way to hug someone in a big Wookiee costume. So to me, yeah, like my most fond Wookiee Chewy memory is when I went to Disneyland in LA, this was, when I say this was three years ago, yeah, three years ago. And in the star Wars area, like there's a, like different characters you can meet and, and see and hang out with, take photos with. And of course my family was like, we're doing Chewbacca for sure. And so you walk in there and you're supposed to like, like you just go hug the dude. And this is me, this 22, 23 year old dude, like just tearing up, hugging this big Wookiee. Cause I never, like, I never thought that, like, I never thought about that, that I would get to hug that thing. You know, like it was like this foreign, it happened that so thing. fast. Well, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That big walking. Yeah, no. Exactly. So, it's a, it's he's more than just a character. It's like an idea at this point. It's a way you should treat people. It's a way you should view that universe. Star Wars is something that's so familiar yet so far away, which is why I think it's so special to people. And the familiarity and and human warmth that Peter brought to that character, a character that looks and sounds so obscure, is this perfect. Uh, this perfect melding of those two things, which is so quintessentially Star Wars. So to me, like that's why it's so special. And the performance we got from Peter is something I think only he could have done. And it, it, it's really obvious when you see the behind the scenes stuff and you hear stories from people that that's just who he was. And we're so blessed to have him, to have him had mentor Jonas and have, and now we have, we've had Jonas and eight and solo and it's been just as special, just as warm, just as lovable of a chewy. So like we really are lucking out. And the fact that I know the most grateful person in that whole thing is Eunice. And he I know he love I know he's really sad right now. I mean that that's his guy. I mean, he was his mentor in yeah. life and in Star Wars. And so that's a huge thing to lose. And I feel really bad for him, but I'm so happy for the time that he did get to spend, both for our future entertainment and just because that's such a special thing between two people. So I'm, I'm pretty sad about it. I think, uh, I think we keep, uh, we keep losing like really beloved people and it's not ever going to get easier. You know, no. it's just something we need to accept. No one's ever really gone. Yeah. We'll always have 
Chewie will always be able to, you know, hug a big Wookiee cosplayer at a con and feel that warmth directly. And we'll always have all the movies and all the behind the scenes footage and everything we've ever had from Peter. And, and on top of that, he was, he was just the, as far as actors, especially in nerd culture, uh, their relationship with fans, like he's the bar, like he is the best that's ever been. And as far as like fan interaction and being thankful for that sort of stuff, like it's just, it's amazing the stories I've heard of what he's gone through to be with fans. That, that guy is just, uh, hopefully someone eventually gets to that level, but I don't know if you can ever be what he was to fans. And I don't think fans can ever mean to someone what they meant to Peter. So yeah, that, well, he definitely had a big, the whole yeah, thing. they had a big, he did love the fans, you know, it was, yeah. um, that dude was tall, man. It, at his tallest, he was seven foot three. That's mm-hmm. and that 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 gave Chewie his like his gait and everything. So I mean, it's very, yeah. you know, very unique. Well, you um, met him, man. Like, talk about that. Like, you you your Facebook pictures with him. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. We were, I, th- I was down. I went to Florida with Melissa. It was just the two of us. Um, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years ago, something like that. It was the last Star Wars weekends, I believe, when they used to have them at, at Disney World, and. We were walking around. It was like a hundred degrees, literally. It was super hot, and I saw them setting up these booths, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" They were like, "Oh, uh, Billy D. Williams is coming out, and Peter Mayhew, and somebody else. I can't remember who." And um, I was like, "When are they going to be out?" Oh, probably like 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, "You kidding me?" I got in line. There was there was three people in front of us, and we just you know, awesome. And there it was free, so you didn't have to pay. So they gave you something. I had bought a shirt. I had him sign a shirt for Liam, and um. I got a picture with them. Melissa got a picture with them. It was, it was cool. I mean, it was, it was a similar process to like what you see at the cons where you, you know, you have a, you had a little more time, I think at, at Disney world than you do, um, you know, like at, at uh, celebration, it's like oh, you have man, literally yeah. 0.7 seconds. You're like, all right, picture go picture go. Um, you know, they moved us through pretty quick, but I did, you know, I talked to them for nine, seven or eight seconds, you know, Hey, how you doing? A couple of questions. And then, you know, and then I rolled, it was cool. He was so big. His hands were so big. Um, but he was just sitting there and like, he looked like he was in pain. You know I mean? The, the guy was, you know, his body was in rough shape, but, uh, but he was out there. I mean, he, he did star Wars and then he went back to his job as an orderly in a hospital, which is where he was working when he started, uh, when he, when he first, you know, filmed the first star Wars movie. And he didn't quit that job until after Return of the Jedi. And then he just started making his money traveling the, the circuit, you know, the, the convention circuit and stuff like that and autographs and, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think it's kind of cool. You know, the guy, you know, didn't, didn't make the money that a lot of the other stars did, you know, it didn't have the, the acting career that they did, but he was able to, you know, support himself doing something that he, he seemed to like doing. And, you know, he was a huge fan favorite. The guy was everywhere. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it is, it's sad. I mean, these, these guys are, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I'm 45, man, almost my whole life. I've been, you know, a big fan of them and it's just sad to see them go. And, <clears throat> you know, I'll bet the next time any of us see those, those Chewbacca at, at Disney world or at a con, it'll have a different feeling. Like I know seeing the, the princess Leia cosplays the last, you know, last few times I've seen them since Carrie's passed, I just kind of think of them a little bit differently. You know, it's just like, Oh, Oh, you know, you kind of look at it and you get a little bit of a nostalgic, sad, but you know, I see princess Leia, anything I see princess Leia, anything. I am like, 
I start to just get those feelings. I'm like, nah, man, nah, she's yeah, cool. She's awesome. It's part of life, man. And it's, I know, you know, I it know. sucks. It, just, it sucks. It, totally it always sucks. sucks when it happens, you know? And, um, it ha- I don't think it'll it live on, for, he'll live on forever in Star Wars. Is it, it, it didn't necessarily happen like quick for us. Like we knew, like, everyone knew that's tapped into Star Wars is knew that he had been really sick. I mean, he had been hospitalized Lord knows how many times. And I, when, when they said he was going to be at celebration, I could not believe it. Like I was like, I know he's, I, I thought he was for sure not going to make it. Like a few actors always like cancel last minute. I thought he'd be one of them. And uh, apparently it's what kept him going is, is that convention according to like what some of his family has said, you know, like that stuff really just, it, it built him up and it, it energized him. It just, which is so crazy to me to think that like we had that impact on him and we meant that much to him. It's like, that's why that's special. Like to yeah. hear stuff like that, like that's like being that sick really and, and feeling that poorly making the, making the trip to Chicago, it, you know, mm-hmm. you don't do that for the few bucks you get, you know, he, he did that for more than that. And mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the last few days of his life was spent with fans you know, doing what he loved to do and, and enjoying them and them being able to enjoy him. So, uh, you know, it was a fitting, you know, I think it was a fitting way to go. You know, I, I would think he, if he really loved it that much, he probably was, was glad he got to do it one more time. And I'm sure his family appreciates it too. So, um, you know, Chewie, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll miss you buddy, but you'll, uh, you'll live on forever in, in all these, uh, all these movies and, and comics and in the hearts of all the fans. So we look forward to, seeing what comes in the future, but, um, not to start off on a bumming no- bummer note, but yeah, well, let's yeah. kick it up. How do you, how do you, how do you, you know, this is our first show since it happened. You have to talk about it, you know, but oh yeah, you're going to give him his props, but dude, end game. <laughs> what the yeah. heck? I, I listen, I don't even know. All right. And I'm not even like the biggest Marvel guy ever. Like, like our buddy, Steve, um, you know, I've, I've read some, I've read like the secret war issues and some other stuff in the comic book realm, but not, not really been one of those guys to really dive in. And I, I've, I've kept up with all the Marvel movies and I'm telling you like infinity war was insane, took me everywhere. And then in this movie, it was like, wow, you know, just, just slow clap you guys, you know, just like great job way to polish it off. Well, and there was just a few moments in that movie that just made me go off the friggin' rails in a good way or in a bad way. Oh, in the, in the best of ways. Like, can I just, can I just say it? the one, the one moment? That, yeah, go ahead. Man. This moment. is, this is anybody that's listening. You are going to get spoiled. So if you're listening <laughs> to a podcast about Endgame after yeah. Endgame's out, can we please talk about, turn on. it off can now. I, We're gonna, can, I, can I say something? Yeah. I say something. You just quick. did. Can we talk about, can we talk about mm-hmm. stupid the, the spoiler like freakouts have been on social media. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't spoil it for anyone. Really? This movie had the least amount of spoiler potential of any movie that's ever come out ever, ever in the history of movies ever. If you've watched two Marvel movies, you know that. And I'm not even going to say spoiler because it's going to happen if you, if you're listening and you haven't seen it. Uh, let's see. We know that the contracts are up for Iron Man and Captain America. Oh, so they are absolutely dead. Also, it fits narratively, so it makes sense. And then I believe uh, like Widow had like she has a 
her own movie coming out. That was that was kind of out of left field, actually. But you know Thanos is going to die. Yeah. In this case, he gets zapped twice. Easy. You know all the characters are going to come back in the first one. They're going to go all the people back. And in, at the end of the day, everyone gets perfect happy endings, except for Black Widow, who died the way she would want to die. So really, that is kind of a perfect ending for her. She really didn't have any family or anything left for her once she completed that story. And then we lost Iron Man and he sacrificed himself for everyone. Like there were really, it, there was like no, there was no other I, vision never didn't come back. But like at the same time, like you have the stones to remake him again. Like it just, it just doesn't, it, there's no way you could get spoiled for that movie. Like the, it, you know, what's going to happen. Like there's no, like the freaking out by people just made me want to jump off a cliff. Like it was just, Oh yeah. Like, yeah those scumbag moves that some people do. But yeah, but if you're that big a fan of the movie, go see it opening weekend. And if you can't see it opening weekend, it's your responsibility to get off social media. I don't know. I'm sorry. Really over, but I, just I, to and I, I totally agree. I I agree with you. I really do agree with you with the whole spoiler thing. Like some people just want to talk about it. I mean, yeah, maybe give it a day or two if you have like, you know, it really is hard for some people to tear themselves away from the social media. Um, but you know, like, look, I was in some stupid thing and I saw a gif of Tony, you know, snapping the fingers. We said spoiler alert, everybody. Um, but I wasn't like, I kind of knew that I had a feeling there was going to be like, use the glove on Thanos thing happening here. Um, like I had that thought in my mind anyway. So it's like something I already thought of anyway. So it wasn't a big deal. And I knew I was going to love seeing the movie anyway. And my moment was that was the best moment for me out of the whole movie besides Thanos turning into dust was the freaking hammer, dude. Mjolnir flying past oh my God. Thanos in the face, right? And you're thinking, right, that it's going to be going to Thor and it passes Thor. And just like Ray in The Force Awakens catches that freaking hammer. And I, I'm telling you, I was, I'm in the theater, dude. And I just screamed. I was like, yeah. I'm getting goosebumps now with you describing right? it. Right? That and was like, great. And just the look on Roger's face, man. I was like, oh, I was like, no, freaking away. Because he's worthy, guys. He is worthy. Remember remember in Ultron where they're all partying and he just like like a freaking millimeter just barely moved it. Thor was just kind of like, he's got a little scared there for a second. Yep. But this time when he when he called the hammer, I loved Thor. He was just like, I always knew it. <laughs> I know. It was, He's like, it, you get the little one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I I was very excited, like right after that. I mean, there was a lot of moments in that movie. I like I'll tell you right now, Scott Lang, uh, Paul Rudd really wrapped that whole movie up when it came to like the comedy at the beginning and just love Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's right? great. Oh, great. God. He is so good with his character. Um, he, it is pretty, pretty perfect. The role he played like that is something I think over like this. Is, the great thing about Endgame is not it's it's the great thing is how it encapsulated the whole MCU, right? Like it, right. how it brought everything together and sort of put a little button on this section of it. So like that was really cool. And I think one thing to just give a clap and shout out to everyone at Marvel and Disney is just the casting that they did. I mean, my God, like, can you, can you name like better, a better casting for something this big? It's never been done no. before. Like who? Dude, there's never I mean, been a movie with so many, so many stars in it. It was like every freaking person that was ever in a, you know, the MCU movie was, 
was did interesting see, at the end. You know, the 45-minute um, battle. <laughs> did you see the recording uh, that uh, Pratt took when he was on set with, like, all of them? And he's like, this is yeah, a really that. illegal video. Um, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure it was cool for him to release, like, after it was all d- said and done. But mm-hmm. I thought that was freaking awesome. Because, really, it's, like, all these superstars. But I have a, I have a question um, about the actual plot of the movie. So let's just go over real quick. So basically they had to find all the infinity stones through time that they could use through the, um, uh, the quantum realm, uh, mm-hmm. by generated by the pin particles, whatever, and they can go back in time. Um, and they were going back to points during, you know, all of the focal points during the Avengers movies and stuff and all the other movies to capture the, the stones, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell happened to Loki? He disappeared with the Tesseract. We never heard from him again. What happened? Exactly. We're going to find out in another movie is what we're going to find out in. That's That was like, what? I, I was waiting for that to pop up. I was like, wait a minute, where'd he go? And then like when they went to go get it from somewhere else, I was, you know, back back when he met uh, Howard, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what about Loki though? Where did he just go? And where did that pop up in any of the movies? Like I'm trying to like, I was like missing some of the movie, just turning that through my head. And that was like one of those things. Um, it so, didn't. Yeah, I, it, it wasn't anywhere else. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, don't forget, was, this, this. the ending of that movie takes place in 2023. So, I mean, who knows what they're going to do? They could do all kinds of weird stuff between now really? and they, 2023. They, they ended that on 2023, like three years ahead of time right now, so they could fit all the other movies into it? I, uh, I don't know why they I did it, but know, you know, they, they had the movie. Case. Well, they had the movie start and then it skipped ahead five years oh okay so there was a five-year gap so you're talking this is 2000 so it's either 2023 or 2024 right when it ends they wouldn't have gone back to to, because the time time was actually the time you know according to the movie now we're talking about something that's you know right and and Leahy, you're not going down a rabbit hole with science and all that crap because i will literally (laughs) delete all of that but it, if they went ahead, their, their you know their time. Uh, what the heck? Am, what's the word I'm trying? To, where they were in time didn't change when they ended, so they would have been five years after Thanos initially wiped out half the galaxy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They didn't and, do and a full yeah. reset. Like all those people who are alive no. after the snap, they they had they they still have lived five years without those people that came back five years later. Because like, if they would real, have. Yeah, yeah, they would they would have created an alternate timeline if they would have done that. That's why they had to do everything in their timeline. So, yeah, I was. I, it took me a minute, man. I was this time theory crap always gets to me, and then like finally, I was like, oh yeah, all right, all right, I get this. So, I I'm gonna break my own rule right here. What? <laughs> Talking about that, I, I I have to say a swear because when Paul Rudd was like, "Back to the Future" is all bull. That was so. That was great. Because <laughs> yeah. they're basing they're basing all their science on that, you know, when they were first so talking great. about it, which is funny, right? It was it was awesome. I think was, quotable cursing in movies we're talking about is okay. I think it's okay. Yes, yeah. I think I, I think the most, it out. What's going to be the most seen movie in a movie theater of all time is okay to quote pretty much any line from. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. I I haven't heard anyone talk about the Loki thing, dude. Because he's got a show either. coming out on Disney Plus, so he's still relevant. He's still doing stuff. 
in the I know, yeah. think they're going to do something wacky and like have like a ha- have stuff that happens between, you know, in that five year period. I wonder, like, who knows what they'll do? You know, I, I wonder how they'll if there's a method to that or is it just, you know, well, I mean, just now happen? we've got I mean, now we've got Captain America Falcon. You know, because like, and that's actually happened already in the comic book, so that's cool. Um, Captain America Falcon, yeah, yeah, non super soldier serum Captain America. I love Bucky. Listen, guys, out of the whole MCU, like all of the movies that we've gotten, Captain America's been my boy. I love America's ass. I'm all really, yeah, oh man. Oh, we this is great for, for the podcast because I think Captain America is naive uh dreamer and that uh, if they had only listened to, to tony the entire time which uh, this movie proves correct this movie basically tell tells everyone in the mcu that oh by the way cap you were a complete idiot during civil war because you basically did all this to the planet so like but would you rather would you rather live he he wanted to keep his integrity so integrity means nothing at the end Half the life forms in the universe are gone. Your integrity well, doesn't really you know, mean much to me. It's like anything else, man. You 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 make a decision at the time with the facts you have on the ground, and you know, looking back on it, yeah, dude, dude should have done it differently. And Tony might be a arrogant jerk, but he's got to be like the smartest guy ever. So it might but not also, have been a bad idea to listen to him. Captain America was also humble enough to admit when he's made a mistake. He did. He did. And that's the, that's the thing I like. I actually really like Cap in this movie a lot. And I'm usually not the biggest Cap fan. And he he absolutely was like, yep, Tony, I was wrong. But let's fix it. Which is a, an attitude I think everyone needs to employ more. Which is the, yep, I screwed up. Let's fix this now. And Instead that just calls like, back to... I'm oh, sorry. And that no, just calls ahead. back to... Stan Lee's, you know, making superheroes with flaws thing, you know, like not any one of his superheroes are perfect. And, you know, even though Captain America seems to be almost perfect, he's not, you know, and he also will make decisions based on his emotions or, or whatever. And I, I love him. He, he's been my favorite guy throughout this whole MCU saga. I, I mean, Winter Soldier is to this day, my favorite movie ever. Um, that elevator Whoa. scene. But anyway, yeah, it's funny but you guys. It's funny we're talking about effort. both of them because they're they're both they're Captain America and Tony Stark. Well, MCU. They're my wise. two favorite favorite guys oh. in the MCU. Is those two guys, man? It, the way they met their end. The I almost feel like Tony's wasn't dramatic enough. I wish it was like more to it, and maybe it's just me being me. But what? I love I love what they did with with Captain America. I love that he got to go back and he got to live the life that he got taken away from him. Mm-hmm. And that was the fact awesome. that he's like, Hey, you know, can we talk about her? And he's like, no, I don't think I will. That was freaking awesome. It was, was really, that was really well done. Yeah. That was really perfect. Don't kiss and you know? tell. No, I, you know, it, it is. And I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Tony dying, but I almost like, I don't know. I, I don't think there was a, I, I really love that character. So I, I don't think there would have been a, a way that he died that I'd be like, Oh, that's great. So, you know, it might just so be you're my telling me. Feeling. You're telling me that one of the two blockbuster stars of the MCU, just like him and Cap, top two, obviously. You're telling me him in a hand-to-hand fight with Thanos, 
sleight of hand, badass, stealing the Infinity Stones on an Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet that he had made, know it like knowing that this could potentially happen. And then he snaps himself while saying, I am Iron Man. Dude. How no, do you not get- that? Everything that is all that's all amazing. But, that was, but that's how his, he dies. Like, actual, that's how he dies. No, um his actual death. He was just he laying mean, there and he didn't really say anything. Yeah, what? like the way he actually <laughs> expired. I, I don't know, man. I just felt like he didn't really get to say anything back and it was just you know, that's just me up until, I mean, yeah, of course it was the plan. And, you know, you got Dr. Strange kind of, I can't tell you. And then he holds his finger up. So like he, he, Dr. Strange I, knew, he knew it was going to happen before yeah, it happened. So let me ask you guys that thing. Like what's the whole Dr. Strange thing, especially what the, the moment, um, uh, it happened in infinity war. Um, because, uh, what's her face, the actual Supreme chance of the, the Supreme source. The ancient one. The ancient yeah. One. The ancient one. She said when he said uh, the only way that he could have gotten it was if he gave it to him. And when she realized that strange gave it to him and cause she already knew the future, like as well, apparently, mm-hmm. cause she knew who Dr. Strange was. She knew all of this stuff. So yeah. she, she knew like, like, she, well, she didn't know why he gave it to him, but she knew that he gave it to him for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because no Sorcerer Supreme would, would do that unless there was some reason before it. And they couldn't take it unless it was given to them. So even if he killed Strange, he wouldn't be able to get the stone, right? I, I, I'm not fresh up on all that lore, but like, yeah, yeah her realizing just, her, her, when he says like, well, he's like, well, just Steven just gave it to him. And she's like, what? And she knows that it all works out, at least yeah, in her so, timeline. So, so, but she she knows like, well, now I have to give this to you because, you know, she 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 knows it works out based on that situation, which I think is really cool. I thought that was a really because she's like, oh, Stephen Strange is doing surgery. I'm not supposed to meet him for five years or something like that. And I'm just yeah. like, what? That was so cool. Like I was like, what? That was such a cool moment for me. I love I love her. That the amount of. Character. The amount of writing talent that had to go into making this movie so there was no time like like holes or anything. You know what I mean? Like so like there was uh, no I mean, I wouldn't say there weren't plot holes though. Yeah, there there were actually there's there's a few continuity errors in the is MCU. There, it's just the, it seems like Marvel fans aren't as mental as Star Wars fans and they don't there's that. they don't they don't, you know, light their hair on fire because something doesn't line up. Well it's Star Wars also, does a great job of, of tying all that stuff together now. Yeah, there's very little to no errors like that in Star Wars, but like in, in it's comic book movie, so like stuff gets explained in one sentence by someone whenever they choose yeah. to do it, and it's yeah. it's fine. You know, there's just for me, there's a lot of stuff. If if I'm gonna be critical of the film, like it was so dope. I loved the movie. I had a really good time. Uh, I definitely will watch it again. But I think it. I wish it would have had a little more teeth to it. It's, I wish the I wish uh, I thought Thanos was better in the last one. Like I, I wish the villain would have villains would have been a little bit better. I'm just a villain. I like villains. And then I think there were some really convenient moments for the heroes, like really convenient, like bordering on like okay, like let's calm down and and actually have them struggle for a second. Right. But I get it. Like you have three hours for them to complete this giant mission and make it awesome. And have it all come to perfect completion. Like I get that, that, that that's a thing. One that thing, time constraint. 
but yeah, there's just several things and, and I'm not going to go on a list and start arguing about each one, but there's just like several things where I'm like, really? Like, I just felt like they were a stretch, you know, like that's really convenient for these characters for that to just happen. Yeah, but they're wrapping up 10 years worth of stuff and they yeah. only got three hours to do it. So also, and also, you know what? I'm going to contradict myself real quick because no, that's shocking. In the, in the last move, in the last movie, Strange is like out of however many 15 million scenarios that are possible, there's one that will work. So in the one that works, everything goes right and is convenient. So there's that. So, and of course, like people do die, and you know, there's a few missteps in their little time heist. Yeah. But I just, like I like that. I just answered my own question with that which is like yeah it's convenient because this is the one timeline when that works out the only thing i have to say daniel about your thanos thing is thanos's movie was infinity war that was like his movie that my brother put that to me and i thought about it and i was like yeah it was like that was a thanos centric movie that was yeah that was you getting to see the bad guy in all of his glory and how bad he really is Mm-hmm. And he, but he completed his mission, and like I feel like the Thanos we got in this one was like, no, 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 bro. We know how, and it was like it was scary because we know how badass he was. And at the end of this movie, you were just like, no way. Like we know he's not going to survive this one. He's like now it's just like he's too, he's too like, what's the word I'm looking for? Too confident in his abilities, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think he realized how much pain and suffering they have all gone through and that they weren't going to let this crap happen again. You know what I mean? And like, but like in infinity war, they underestimated him totally 100%, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and they paid the price and that was Thanos's movie was infinity war. And that's, I think that's why my brother loved it so much too. Cause he's also a bad guy. Uh, he loves the bad guys too. So that was good. You know, something about his character was, um, I found interesting, in all the movies is, you know, a lot of villains, they're just kind of, they're wackos or they're psychopaths and they just want to kill people because they find joy in it. He kind of had, it was weird and it's bad and it was misplaced, but he had a code and he, he kind of tried to find what he thought was fair, even though it was, is evil. He was a murderer, but he did try to have a, you know, he follows code and he had, you know, the in best. his sick mind, it was, you know, he thought he was doing something that had purpose, which, you know, that's the best villains are, man. The best yeah. villains are the ones to actually believe that they're doing something good. Interesting character for sure. Um, Josh Brolin, just clap for that guy, you know? Yeah, Holy really crap. good. Really I'll good. tell you what, you guys all, you've all seen the, the El Prez pizza reviews, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Barso. Yeah. All right. So everybody knows the rules. One bite. <laughs> Give me a score on the yeah. movie from one to ten. You know, one point, whatever, three point. What do you what do you guys what do you guys rate endgame? Oh, like my personal enjoyment of it? Yeah, You're- all around. Like I I'll tell you mine, give you a second to think of yours. I would give it a nine point two. I really liked it. I, liked I was it that much. literally thinking nine one nine two. I even like swayed as low as eight point nine, but I'll I'll go nine one, nine point one. Ooh, one bite, Daniel. Everyone knows the rules. Uh, I'm gonna say seven point one two. Wow, damn, hot take. And I think I think you liked it, but I think a lot of people are gonna say that I'm crapping on it. But like, 
no, you got to understand what like my nines and tens are. <laughs> so like, but yeah, I, I just think for me, I'm not the biggest Marvel. You know, I've never read a Marvel comic book, guys. What What's your uh, nine? Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> no, I would say, uh, I, I would say like the closest thing to a ten you could get with me is Pulp Fiction, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, The Force Awakens is pretty far up there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's just other other movies that I think are just better. You know what I mean? Like, like there are things in Infinity where I thought, I thought Hulk, uh, weird banner Hulk was weird the whole time. I never got used to that. Yeah. Uh, the I CGI that looks bad. That's, I thought actually, were, that's, that's professor Hulk. Apparently it's yeah, the eyes, man. They that. just can't get the eyes right. Even with that Michael or the Kirk, was it Michael, du- Michael Douglas is his weird eyes in that, you know, the younger Pim. It's like something with the eyes. And even with, with Leia from, from Rogue One, I, they just everything looks good except the eyes. It just throws I me off. I forget what it's called, but they they say it's like an uncanny, actual, uncanny valley. Is that what you're talking about? What or me? Yeah, it's like it's like something with like people where like we know if something isn't real, like when it comes to like a human's face. And yeah. um, I, I forget what it's called. It's some type of, you know, some psychological term. or It's, it's called the uncanny valley. Oh, okay. Well, you got it. You know, yeah. So that. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. And it, it is always the eyes, right? It's always the eyes. It's always the eyes. It was like weird. In, in Tarkin, like Tarkin in Rogue oh, I was about to say Tarkin, yeah. I actually think Tarkin looks amazing. Like, I think that's I one think of the best ones too. ever. Like one of the best ones ever, hands down. Couple people, couple people. Like, I took my buddy to see it. He's not a huge Star Wars fan. He didn't even know that Peter Cushing was dead. Um, I was like, "Yeah, so what'd you think about that CGI guy?" And he was just like, "What CGI guy?" I said, "You know, like the main dude who was arguing with the guy in the white, you know, from the original Star Wars movies." He's like, "Oh yeah, he was great." Yeah, CGI. You know, you know the guy who would be 139 years old if he was still alive. <laughs> he doesn't. He's like not on top of that stuff. You know, he's just casual fan. And um, he just, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, man. He's like, what are they CGI to make him look younger? I was like, dude, he's been dead since the 90s, man. <laughs> he's like, what? I was like, yeah. He's like, no, I just I thought they were just making him look, you know, younger. What they've been doing and stuff. I was like, no, he's dead, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was just funny. It's like, yeah, he looked great. But anyway, end game. I have no problem with your score, Lady. It's Lady, what if you were to put that score within just the MCU movies? Oh, dude. Okay. All right. That's a way better way to do this. That's a way better way to That's do That's what this. I was basing my score on. Which yeah, just like and I'm MCU basing it on like Star Wars and f- stuff like that. I mean, there's probably other films that are, you know, that okay. will move me more and mean more, but uh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it was a nine. I'm gonna say Infinity War was like, you know, nine and a half. Yeah, and then like Black wow. like Black Panther. I, I would rank so I would rank Iron Man's the the first two Iron Man's, and eh, I take it back. Iron Man one, Black Panther, and Infinity War above Endgame for sure. And then the rest, and then the rest I could go through and do, but like. To me, I think I had a really cool Black Panther experience. Like I saw it with my buddy Kofi. We we had we were working on an oil rig out in West Texas, and we had like something go wrong in our rig, so we were shut down for like forty eight hours. And it just happened to be the night that Black Panther was going to premiere. And Kofi is from Ghana; he's Ghanaian, and so like that movie, he was so pumped for that movie, and it was like so special to him. So I'm like, dude. Let's get in the car and go. And our bosses gave us the okay. 
And so we just, we like went to the theater. It was the coolest thing. And so like, I got this really cool, you, you guys remember when like VH1 did that, that pop-up video where it's like something will pop yeah. up in like a music video and tell you about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like that, but for like, like, Africans. hold on a second. Hold on a second. Miller, you do that. You sound just like it when you do that. That, that actually was like scary. How That's so was. weird. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, lady. So yeah. So it was cool because like we'd be, we'd be watching a scene and he would kind of, normally I don't like people to talk to me during movies, but this was different because it, it was like, he was informing me on the stuff I would have never known about. So like, I don't like people talking to me either. Like ever, it was though. so, it was so cool. Like he turned to me and be like, Oh yeah, this, like this, uh, like, uh, this sequence is like really like indicative of this certain ritual that's done in this country. And like, he would be like a character would come on screen and be like, Oh, those robes are like a traditional Ghanaian robe. Like it was like these cool, like is all this like African, uh, facts and stuff that he was giving me during the movie. It was just super cool. So like, that's one reason why black Panther's, really high up there to me i haven't watched in a long time so wait we'll see a lot of mc movies I only watch once unfortunately so but yeah, yeah. Black Panther is dope. I, I really liked infinity war love that movie like that it, movie. i love that it's the only mcu film that really ends on a sour note and like I, the empire I, strikes back yeah i yeah. really find that compelling it's so, a great way to tell a story yeah leave it leave it on a sad note or an unsure note and then wrap mm-hmm. it up it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I, I think that uh, there's very few Marvel movies that I would say I don't like. I think they've done a pretty good job. And it's weird that it's only been 10 years. It seems like it's been a lot longer than that. But, you, you know, it's nuts that it's been this long because there were so many people saying, you know, like, oh, the oversaturation, um, so many movies. But they have been rolling in the money. Um, right. And 10 years they, later and this movie's doing, is this, it, did it already beat Avatar? No, it hasn't caught up yet. I think Avatar is yeah. 2.7 bill. Yeah. Um, I think this is at like 2.3 like or something. And it's uh, been a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it could catch up and it could definitely surpass it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's amazing how much like steam that the MCU has like it's just on it's like an unstoppable freight train it's been doing so well like every movie like i watched ant-man and the uh, wasp it wasn't one of my ones that i wanted to see but i just watched it one day and it was great i loved it mm-hmm. you know they're just funny they 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 really blend the comedy and and the action and the the suspense like so well in these movies and it's just it's it really is amazing and the cgi and the the just action sequences have been spectacular i i I really have to say, like the MCU is probably one of the greatest cinematic, like, like, like universes ever created. Oh yeah, everything's interconnected. It is the best cinematic universe ever. hundred percent. Interconnection. You get each each movie. Everyone sticks around to see something that's going to lead you to the next something, right? You know, after the credits, and they really, you know, and somebody's going to complain about this, and you know, oh, this isn't really true. But Bob Iger, man, Disney really. They put together a nice stretch, you know. They got yeah. They 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 built and it's that. still going. It's yeah. still going. You think Endgame it's is the end, but it's not. No, it's just a. It's just kind of a jumping off point for what they're going to do next. It's it ain't over. Oh I think it's going to do three billion dollars. It ain't it ain't over until they don't make money. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's really true. It's sitting at a two point one nine as of right now on box office mojo. We'll scratch my two point three. And what has it been? Is it, it has been two weeks, right? Thursday would be two weeks. 
Uh, it, let's see. What in so in span of release, it's been ten days. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's ins- no, I that's actually, insane. That's not pretty good. That's stupid, I made like, dude. In the last that's ten insane. days, I made fifty bucks. Yeah, that's that's just. It's 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 ridiculous what this movie's doing. Right. I don't know yeah. if we'll ever. Everyone always says that. Oh, I don't know if we'll ever see it again. We'll see it again. Well, it'll happen again for something. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Ten years ago, I'll bet you. I'll bet you five hundred bucks. It'll be a Disney movie. Well, <laughs> they'll own everything. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh man, the mouse. Yeah, it's just a really cool. I mean, Feige's done such a great job. It's just a it, it, what it, what Avengers. The Avengers have been what the MCU has been. It's a great vessel for pop culture, which is why we're talking about it. And and that's. Oh, sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like it, it's uh, it brings a lot of people together in ways that uh, many large franchises just don't do. Like Star Wars will, I think, kind of always people will always dislike a star Wars thing, you know, passionately. But, uh, I think the Marvel movies have been something really accessible to the passive fan like me, who's never read a Marvel comic book, you know? So like they've been something that I can feel like I'm lost in a universe and not read a thousand comic books to understand, you know, it's certainly way better if you have done that and you're way more well-informed about the characters. But where like, it just, there's nothing else I think that could do that. Like star Wars, like, yeah, as much as the movies should stand on their own, it's really no, there's no question that the expanded materials and the shows really help inform that and make them way bigger deals than if you just watch the movies. Give me the quick, give me the quick version. The version of what? Your, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Let's see. You know, ask Miller that first. I need to think about this for a second. You, I already, hey. Oh, you did? Yeah. Mjolnir being called by Cap is ultimately like the greatest scene to me ever. I, I teared up. It was amazing. Um, second to that was seeing Fat Thor. Um, that was just oh, <laughs> Fat Thor, so good. Big Lebowski Thor was just something I didn't know I needed. He made the dad mod. No, I don't know how I lived without it. Yeah, well, uh, I, I've got my summer bottom waiting for now. <laughs> oh, this is such a hard one because I they're like little. Mo- it's it's a movie filled with these little awesome moments that are cool, either poetic nods to past movies or just really BA moments with our characters. I would say like Iron Man going out the way he did was, was, was awesome. I think that culminated a lot of things for me. Cause I love that Iron Man was my favorite character in the MCU. Um, I think Red Skull, anytime Red Skull is on screen and his little like Grim Reaper ghost guardian of the soul stone thing. That's just, it just, it's so incredible looking to me. It just looks so cool. Um, but yeah, a little life more. I mean, for a life. America's ass. Like that was one of the funniest moments. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that. Like I'll think of that randomly at work, and I'll just be like, you know what? Like, I, like the other day, I was like walking by the mirror in my bathroom, and I was like, oh, that is America's ass. Like, like just, <laughs> just, just like at myself because I thought it was funny. You know, like it's it's a little. It, it, they're just really well done, <laughs> and these little moments that everyone can, I don't kind of uh, grab onto and make their own is, is great. Of course, the the end scene when. They're all coming through the portals to fight Thanos was like 
one of the craziest hypest things I've ever seen in a movie theater. People were losing it. Yeah. So that was, yeah, cool. the, it was pretty good. I, the yeah. whole theater was clapping when that happened. Those were good. It was great. Uh, I, I would think mine, um, there were like five or six spots that really got me, like got me, got me emotional in that movie. Um, mm. And I think I like those spots because it, it just, you know, it really, at least for me, it shows how like the buildup and the build of these characters over the, you know, the movies, it makes you, you know, you're invested in it and you're invested in their future and they always find the way to get you, um, you know, and pull out your heartstrings. Maybe, maybe they had that five year skip so that it would show Tony who has a daughter and now she's five and he, you know, he looks at things differently. He didn't want to get involved because he didn't want to ruin his, his future. And, but oh, I, yeah. I think the thing that got me the most, and I loved and kind of was sad by it was the, was happy talking to her at the end, talking about cheeseburgers and um, you know, that, that interaction. Cause it's, you know, I, with my personal experience of a very similar situation, I've had a conversation like that. So it's like, it's really, yeah. it really connects to real life. And, you know, it, 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 it keeps kind of keeps the sadness going, but I, I don't know why, I don't know why sometimes being sad in a movie is actually feels good, which is weird. But, um, I, I, I love that scene. I really like that. And I, I've always loved Happy's character too. I think he's, um, he's awesome. You know, he's probably, uh, I, I wonder if Favreau's like that in real life. I would, I would probably think that he is, you know, that I'd like to think he I is. I think so too. Um, I think he is. So, Yeah. I like also, those. I like those little how, how they get you. you know? mm-hmm. Isn't John Favreau like almost the godfather of the MCU? Like he was there at the beginning of it all. Yeah, I'm pretty Iron, sure. Yeah, Iron Man One. I think is supposed like I think that there was that Hulk movie that came out that technically like is a part of the movies, but it doesn't star Mark Ruffalo, and like no one ever talks about it. But I think yeah. Iron Man One is supposed to be the first one, right? Like the first. Yeah. Yep, it's, yeah, I think so. I, I can't remember exactly. New. Yeah, it's considered yeah. the first one. Yeah. Well, this is good. Been I like how they the did the credits. Did, did you guys? You, I'm assuming you guys stayed. And you watched the credits, and they had like you know the big stars at the end with their you know pictures mm-hmm. and signatures, and I think they mm-hmm. you know they did it pretty cool. That um, was pretty rad. Did Stanley have two cameos? Did he have one as a like a younger CG Stanley? And was he in at the beginning too, doing something? Do you guys remember? Well, I thought I only saw one Stanley, and that was when he was driving by that military base and he yelled something at Cap and Tony. Right? It, yeah. Am I crazy? Is there another one? I, that's what I can remember. Yeah, but I'm something's like. Am I thinking? Did I see another? That's why I figured I'd ask you guys because you know my brain swish cheese. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was cool too, you know. Stan, Stan's yeah, last. Yeah, what movie. do you guys think about that? Yeah, his last. Well, we don't know that, do we? Do we know that yeah, he didn't that, film any other ones? Because look how many movies were in development when he died. I mean, I read it was his last. You know, uh, you know, I wonder. Oh, if you read that, then. yeah. Well, that, that, it depends on where I'm reading it from, too. There's that. That's true. That's true. Very true. We'll never know. I mean, we will, but. It would be nice if they could figure out a way to kind of still somehow put him in. If there was like a poster or something, have you seen this man, you know, or something? Oh, they'll do stuff like Stanley. that for yeah. sure. Really, you've, yeah. you've messed me up, man. Since you brought up Loki disappearing and not knowing where the heck he went, I, I keep yeah, thinking about What the hell is the deal with that? I, what the hell is the deal? Where the hell is Loki? I, I found myself thinking, I'm like, what the heck was Miller? Miller's right. Where is Loki? And where is Loki? We probably should. He never came. 
never it never came back into the movie like that scene nothing ever else happened after that he just disappeared with the tesseract and that's it whatever timeline he went to those people are screwed yeah, or well <laughs> was that the i mean was that time that he can travel through cuz loki could just disappear i mean maybe he just yeah. like teleported somewhere else i don't know I, if Loki's I think about awesome. it too much, it'll give me a headache. Yeah. Well, because what stone is in the Tesseract? It's the... Um, is that the time power? stone is with... It's strange. a power stone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, this was a fantastic discussion about Endgame. We're going to have to create some kind of meme, Where's Loki? Um, but... Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? I'll do uh, like the Where's Zuvio t-shirts. We'll do a Where's Loki. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make oh, I'm a sorry. It's the Space Stone. It's the space stone. I didn't want to get that oh, wrong. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he could he could create wormholes and travel throughout space with it. The yeah, I think that's he's what he smart. did. I think he just went somewhere else. I love Loki. I don't care, man. He's he's a clever bad guy, but not really bad, I think, deep down. So he's just mischievous. Uh, let's hope we see him again. Cause I like that. I like that guy. Yeah. Um well yeah, no, you were right. It was cool talking about this. It was great seeing it. I'm I'm glad I saw Captain Marvel first, because you know, some people, you know, Rui, you're listening. You didn't seem to be super excited about her. So go see Captain Marvel and you'll like her much better. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie and um, I'll each, let each one of you guys wrap it up on your end. And Miller, why don't you go ahead first? All right. Well, I've, I'm Daniel Miller. You can get me at uh, my, my main, I guess, tag is stay on target 42. You can find me anywhere on that. And then you could also find me at Broaxium on Twitter, Broaxium on Facebook, Broaxium anywhere. Broaxium. And uh, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, I'm also an admin there. You are. I am. Leahy, where can I find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at Leahy Gaga. That's exactly what you think it is. (laughs) And... And yeah, and you can find me as an admin on the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics uh, Facebook page where I definitely tell people that their theories can't possibly be canon and they refuse. But hey, that's the breaks. Uh, and I have a new show coming out called The Sacred Text that I was going to have already posted, but the day I planned to record, I was like super sick and then I had to travel the next day. So uh, luckily, I'll be recording that very soon. It should be up. So. I can't wait to hear it. Me neither. Um, You don't need to find me because I'll probably just offend you, but you can find me online trolling basically anyone everywhere, but we'll have including himself folks. I do. I actually troll myself. Creates, creates fake (laughs) accounts to troll himself. Right. There's links to all this stuff in, um, in the notes and all that stuff for, for the episode. And uh, yeah, check out the Alliance of Star Wars fanatics. If you like talking about Star Wars, that's a good place to go. Uh, keep it cool. So check that out. The quick shots of Broaxium. You got to check those things out. My man, Chris and Daniel, every week, every Wednesday. It's right. Stuff. If you like comics, really good or stuff. if you like Star Wars, or if you just like dudes who can make you laugh, check it out. So you definitely want to check out the quick shot. You can go to Broaxium.com or you can go to T-A-O-S-W-F, which is short for the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, Towswift.com and find all our stuff there. So until next time, I hope everybody has a great one. Don't 
don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Broaxium. That is B-R-O-A-X-I-U-M. Don't forget to check us out at Broaxium.com and check out our Facebook group, The Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, on Facebook. You can also reach that group by going to taoswf.com. Good job, huh?